Hello and welcome to another episode of Please Ask Mickey. Now this is the final episode for the season, the season of birth, um, and we're just going to have a season wrap up, um, which I'm really excited about. I'm currently doing a live at the same time as this, which is like kind of terrifying. So for everyone who's here, hello. Um, Thanks for joining. I'm only a little bit terrified. Normally it's just like me chatting to one other person in the studio. Um, So it's so crazy. Sorry about my tits. They look a bit ginormous. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, everyone, for joining. This is so exciting. It's so fun getting to do this and we can actually, like, have a chat and talk about the season because this season, I've, I'm so, so happy with the format. I'm so happy that the Please Ask Mickey podcast is now being done in seasons. Um, that sounds so obnoxious. I'm like, good work, Michaela. You really just did a really great job. Great idea. You're so smart. Um, but it is, it just makes it so much more enjoyable because we can really delve into a topic. And for me, it like just almost takes over my life for, you know, 10 weeks or however long it is. And every single episode, every single interview, it then just like um, translates into the rest of my life, to be honest, because then I have conversations with people and a lot of you will message me your stories and tell me um, how every episode made you feel and what it brought up and the questions that you have and, you know, whether it it was triggering or whether it was healing or whatever it was. And, um, it's just, it's been so awesome and thank you so much to everyone for being a part of it um, and for listening. Um, this podcast I started because I just wanted something for all of us, you know, it was about, it was about me basically being a voice for everyone, you know, and getting to delve into the real shit, the stuff that, you know, as a woman growing up, like... I, I always felt, even though I, I literally lived in a house full of all girls, there were still so many things that I was so shameful of and so unsure about and had no idea about myself. And so I'm sure so many of you feel or felt the same. Um, so this is for all of us. So we can just put it all out in the open, talk about our vaginas, talk about our titties, talk about weird hair and weird feelings and just weird shit that like no one else really wants to talk about. So thanks for being a part of it. Um, and let's wrap the fucking season up, shall we? Um, for starters, thank you everyone who's joined. Um, hello. Uh, is there anyone that has any questions or anything in particular that they'd like to discuss or talk about? Because if you do, or if you are, feel free to just like throw in a question. Um, I've got a list, of course I do, um, of just some thoughts that I've had um, about the season. Um, because as I said to you, it's really, <laughs> yes, vagina, vagina, vagina. Thank you, Kat. I agree. Um, yeah, the season has really just taken over <laughs> my life and it's been so damn healing for me and I really hope a lot of you feel the same. The reason I started it, the birth season, was of course um, after I gave birth to Marley. It wasn't that it was like a traumatic birth really. It just made me realise 
just made me realize, just made me realize how, um, how, how little we even acknowledge birth. I remember, I remember going through all the trauma of the pre-labor and the wondering and the, is he even going to fucking come or like, what is happening? Um, I'll come back to that. Um, and then he came out and the birth went like, for me felt like it went forever and I felt so out of control and I felt like it just happened, um, so differently to how I thought it was going to happen. And then it finished and they handed me a baby and they were like, okay, congratulations. You can leave the hospital in six hours. And I was like, (laughs) I'm still just trying to get over the fact that a fucking human just left me. I'm still trying to get over the trauma of birth, regardless of whether it's like traumatic. And for anyone that isn't watching me right now, I did the little like, you know, passive aggressive little handy sign things. Whether it's traumatic or not, birth is really fucking intense. And that's one of the first things that I want to discuss and something that I've realized. And actually, I just want to go back. Someone said before that they had um, an emergency C-section on Tuesday morning. Congratulations, by the way. And she said that listening to the episode with um, Sheridan beforehand was really wonderful. And she's so grateful that she did that. And, oh, I just get goosebumps all over my body. Whenever I get goosebumps, to me, that means it's like a, tr- like a truth. I'm such a kook. Um, but that really does. Oh, shit. What am I doing? Oh, my God. I'm so sorry if I accidentally, like, waved at you or something. I don't really know how to do this. Um, yeah. Like, this is 100% why I'm doing this. You know, birth should be spoken about and everything should be spoken about. And you should be able to um, be educated in a way that doesn't make you fear it, but makes you um, aware of the reality of it, Um, which is one of the things that I have, that I've written down and something that I've really realized along this series is that, like... It's really hard because you're told, you know, before, like when you're pregnant, we sort of discuss um, how we don't want to hear negative birth stories, right? Because there's negative and there's positive. Um, Which, by the way, just even discussing that, is there? Is there negative and are there, like, are there positive and negative birth stories or are there just birth stories? Um, because regardless of how your child came into the world, that was your rite of passage. That was your journey. It was still a birth. It was still positive if, because a baby came out. Well, that's if, a, if you're um, lucky enough that your baby does survive. But there's just so much around wrong and right like how a birth's supposed to look, how it's not supposed to look, what a natural birth is, what an unnatural birth is. There's just so, um, I guess like the language is something that I've really noticed along this journey is really prominent and something that I've now learned to be really aware of. You know, things like um, when we say, when we talk about a natural birth, what we mean is a vaginal birth. Oh, by the way, Marley's here. Um, what we mean is, you know, uh, vaginal birth because that's considered natural. But mind you, I had two natural births and I was 
high as a fucking horse for both of them. So was it really that natural? Um, because I was literally like flying a fucking kite and meditating my way through like you know it's just I was high I was high as shit but if someone asked about my birth sorry I'm just gonna grab Molly um I would just I it would be described as a natural birth but then someone who had to have their baby come out the rooftop is instantly it's um considered an unnatural birth which is crazy because it's not. A baby still fucking came out. She didn't birth a fucking robot. It's still a birth. There shouldn't be natural and unnatural births. There's just births. There's just births that, like, because if we were back in the bloody, like, I don't know, back in the fucking caveman days, they wouldn't be sitting there calling them natural births and unnatural births. They'd be calling them successful births where the child and mother live and then births where people fucking die. So now we get to have alive births and alive births. So, you know, um, I think we have to be, sorry about my titty. Actually, I'm not. Um, I think we have to be really conscious of our language, which is just something that I've definitely learned along the way in this journey of this season. Oh my God, Marley's just wants to be really involved. There's lots of buttons here for him to touch, which is great. Um, and yeah, like through this journey, um, of this season, I've really, and please feel free to like pipe the fuck up and say shit. Um, <laughs> so it's just not me just like giving you guys a Ted talk. I'm like, welcome to my Ted talk. Um, I'm going to tell you all about how I feel. Um, you know how before you're a mother, you think you know how to mother and you think you know everything and you're the perfect parent. And then you become a mother and you realize you had no fucking idea. You had no idea how a mother, how a mother felt. Um, you had no idea what it meant to be a mum and a father as well. If there are any men that have joined me or are listening, like I absolutely acknowledge you and hear you. This is for all of us. I normally speak as I was speaking to women, because I'm pretty sure majority of the people listening are women and I'm a woman. So I just, that's just how I think. Um, but we don't understand what someone else is going through often until we've experienced it ourselves. you know? And, um, I actually had I had a really amazing conversation with a friend the other day who I was actually going to try and get on, but it just, the you know, like just trying to get in the studio was too hard. And she's here on the Instagram live. If you're watching cat say hi. So everyone knows who you are. Um, I had a really, really beautiful conversation with my really good friend cat the other day. And she had, um, it was after she listened, she listened to the episode with, there she is, to the episode with um, Sheridan, which I think a lot of you um, found really, really healing because so many people have had emergency C-sections and there's a lot of um, feelings that come with that. You know, so many people feel shame and they feel like their body betrayed them and they feel like, you know, they weren't good enough and womanly enough to have a normal, you know, all that stupid fucking shit. And you know what, even though in your head, you know that that's not true, it is okay to feel that way because that is your feeling. That is valid. Your feelings are so 
valid regardless of what your birth looked like. And that's what Kat and I were, excuse me, this is mummy's show, not Marley's show. Um, that's what Kat and I were really discussing was that she was, uh, Kat had, um, had to have an emergency C-section and pretty much everything that she had, that she thought, and I'm sure Kat, you don't mind me discussing this, everything that she thought that her, (laughs) um, sorry, just saying hello to everyone, everything that she thought that her pregnancy and her birth was going to be, it pretty much wasn't. And she did everything right, everything under the sun right, you know, she, she, great, I've got the thumbs up from Kat. Um, and yeah, she thought she'd done everything right. She ate all the right food. She, um, read all the books. She was really in tune with herself. Uh, Kat is like a Reiki master and whatever. So she's very in tune. She's very all over that stuff. Her husband's a chiropractor. Um, she thought she did absolutely every single thing under the sun right. And yet she did not get the, it's like A plus B plus C plus D plus whatever it is, acupuncture plus Cairo plus eating well plus doing this plus doing that should equal a perfect natural birth, right? Wrong. And this just goes across the line for everything in life. We, <laughs> there is no correct equation. It's the same when, you know, you finish having, you know, the baby has come out of you and some people um, walk out of hospital and they're a size six again and they look like a fucking like Victoria's Secret model, but they literally just like had a human 30 seconds ago. And then there are some people who like, you know, a year later still look pregnant. That's just, and it's not that anyone is doing anything wrong or anything right. It's just that we are just different people on different journeys and every single person's journey and every single person's feelings and emotions are all valid. That's what Kat, yeah, Kat just said, you, oh yeah, please feel free to pop in Kat. You can't manifest how your birth goes. And because I know that's what a lot of us sort of did, you know, we like sit there visualizing exactly what's going to happen, exactly how the birth's going to go. And it pretty much, it doesn't go that way most of the time. Um, And yeah, when Kat and I were chatting the other day, she, mate, bugger off with your chit chats. Um, She was saying that she hadn't really got to discuss with anyone her birth story properly because you know you have a baby and people come over and they go tell me about your birth story and they say it but what they mean is like tell me about your birth story but then like I don't want to hear about the shit bits they when you sit there and you go I feel gypped I feel ripped off I feel like I don't know what fucking happened or I'm not breastfeeding properly or this isn't what I thought it was going to be most people don't want to hear that and they'll say, you know, um, I know Kat was telling me that a lot of people sort of were saying to her like, oh yeah, but, but your baby's here, you know, or if that happened to me, I would have, I would be fine with it because at the, at the end of the day, you've got a healthy baby, you're healthy, he's healthy. So what's there to complain about? There's not really anything to complain about. That's not the issue. The problem is that like those feelings are still so valid. It didn't happen to you. So we need to hold space for each other to no matter whether or not you can understand what that person is going through, what that person's gone through, 
You have to, we have to hold space and be open to hearing everything and being there for that person because so many of us are traumatized by our, by our births because we never got to heal from them. And the healing from your birth is so important, whether your birth was beautiful or amazing or it was, sh- or is absolute fucking shit show, regardless of how it went, you deserve to have the space to heal from it. Doesn't matter what people say, doesn't matter people's opinion, doesn't matter whether it went perfectly in someone else's eyes and yet it was a fucking shit show in your eyes, doesn't matter. It is still your birth and you deserve to heal from it because it's not fair. A lot of people are going into motherhood. Here we go. Someone said, feelings are always valid. I hate when people say there's so much else happening in the world, so I shouldn't be upset. Yeah, it's so true. Everyone's feelings are valid. You know, we've heard on this series, we've heard so many stories. We've heard beautiful stories. We've heard, you know, beautiful, happy stories. We've heard traumatic stories. We've heard every single story under the sun and every single woman that you talk to about their birth. It's not so much... It's not so much what happens, is how they feel, is the thing that I think we need to really be, oh my God, Mally's just trying to pull my ears out. Couldn't get a babysitter today, thanks for asking. Um, well, I kind of remember what I was saying. Yeah, it's not so much what happened, but it's how they feel. It's how you feel. It doesn't even matter. Like, it's less about what your story looks like, but it's how your story affected you and what it feels like for you. If your story, if your birth story, like, keeps you up at night or there's some trauma around it or you feel ripped off or you feel shame or you feel embarrassed or you feel hurt or whatever it is, you don't feel supported, whatever it is, it's also going to translate into motherhood, you know, and... You deserve to, um, I think we need to be putting more emphasis on allowing women to properly heal, not just physically from birth, because like, of course, here, look, have a pen, mate, have a pen. Um, because obviously there's a bit of healing to be done. If you have a C-section, you got your fucking guts cut open. And if you had a vaginal birth, then, you know, you may have got split from fucking, you know whatever to breakfast, um, obviously physical healing is a big one, but the emotional healing, we really need to just be very, um, very conscious and have compassion for each other. And just because someone's story is different to yours, or just because you think that you would have handled it differently, which by the way, Everyone needs to get off their fucking high horse. It's really easy for us to say that we would handle something a different way when it didn't happen to you and you had a perfect birth or whatever it is in your eyes. Matt, okay, I'm just going to put him on the ground, see if he's happier. Look, peace. Working mum life, am I right? So fun. Sorry about that. Um, so, yeah, another thing um, on that and talking about language, um, I was listening to a podcast actually on the way here. Um, it's really awesome. As I said, I'm a bit of like a kooky kook and I really like, it's called um, Ancient Wisdom Today and it's done by a shaman, which I love. I think it's great. And I just happened to flick onto an episode um, where they were talking, he was interviewing um, a newish mother and she was like a shaman as well, I think. And I'm, and I began listening 
And she started with the whole, you know, like I had all these plans for birth and I'd connected with my baby and I was going to birth him in my home in the forest on top of a mountain. I was going to like squat him out into the, into the bush and just like, you know, like bury him in fucking leaves and shit and do like some weird ritual and like, you know, leave him attached to me for seven days. And I don't know, like all that bullshit. And I started listening and I was like, in my head, I almost turned it off because I was like, for fuck's sake, mate, this is okay. Um, That's great. If you can have a birth like that, that sounds amazing. If you can, you know, squirt your baby into the, you know, closest riverbed or whatever it is. But I think for most of us, we can't manage. Like, it's just not really a possibility. And then she goes, um, and it all just didn't go to plan at all. Everything that I thought it was going to be, it wasn't. And I was like, ah, interested. Now I'm listening. And she was talking about how, well, they, like the shaman was saying that, I mean, we call it birth, right? We, re- we refer to birth. We, 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 our idea of birth is that we are basically just this like vessel that like walks around and just like, is like this human incubator for nine months, just creating this person. Mind you, we're still like, you know, doing everything that we would have already done. And then we just like spread our legs and push a kid out. And then we just like pop back up and like go back to being a size six and continue walking around like nothing even happened. But birth. <laughs> That's birth, right? But he used the words, birth is a rite of passage and it's a journey. And I loved that. For some reason to me, that sounded, I just really resonated with the idea of birth being a rite of passage for the mother, because it's not just the birth of a kid. It's the birth of a mum. It's the birth of you as their mum. You're not choosing how they come into this world. They are. They're the ones that chose that they want to come into this world. And um, it really, I think we have such a disconnect with that. We really are not connected to the fact that um, we are being birthed as well at the same time as they are we ignore that whole idea and we just go into trying to like do everything that we're told what a mother's supposed to look like. We act, we act the way that we're told we're supposed to act. You know, you're supposed to breastfeed, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that. You're supposed to listen to this person, that person this time. And they're supposed to weigh this much. And if they weigh this much, then they're, you know, too much under and you have to pop them, you know, give them this and that and everything else. And we're so consumed by what a mother is supposed to look like. We're just like pretending we're just doing what we're told and just having a fucking crack and hoping that no one's judging us because we're doing everything that we're told we're supposed to do. So no one sits there on their judgy horse and like goes, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong. Oh, but you know, if you're breastfeeding, you know, you can't be doing this and you can't be doing that. You can't be sleeping with them here, this, that, whatever it is. That we've forgotten what it's all about. Birth is, as I said, not just the birth of the child, which of course it is. Congratulations, they're in the world, amazing. But it is the birth of a mother and you and for each child it's different. The birth of mother for the first time, birth of the mother of two kids. And each child will teach you different things and trigger different um lessons or whatever it is. So for each child you have like a new responsibility to that kid and it's gonna bring out 
different parts of yourselves. You know, these children are our mirrors if we allow them to be and we recognize that, you know, I remember when I first had Maddie and a lot of people talk about um, grieving their old life, you know, because a lot of us don't realize that when you do become a mother, it's like you cannot, there's no way that you can be that person that you were before. And that's not a bad thing. That's the most wonderful, beautiful thing in the whole wide world because you have just leveled up like to something out of this world. You know, being um, responsible for another human is like, here, I love this. I've read the term is mastrosense. I think, I don't know if I've pronounced that right. Similar to the huge shift of adolescence, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. I love that. It's so true. Like, we are just so unkind to ourselves and we're so quick to just rush into this next part of our life without, a, without really recognizing the transition and realizing that it is a transition. You know, it's a huge transition going from, for a lot of us, working five days a week to sitting at home, um, being responsible for, you know, this like, this little fucking doll that will die if we don't, you know, do what we're supposed to do with it um and yeah so that's another that's one of the big things that I've definitely learned from well just being a mother but also throughout this process and like hearing a lot of your feedback and like there's a lot um of there's a real connect between people who had quite a traumatic birth and postnatal depression and it doesn't surprise me in the least because um, they're starting off, you're starting off your journey of motherhood scared, really scared and feeling already like it's out of, it's completely out of your control and so different to what you thought it would be. And it already is like, almost like it's like not against you, but um, yeah, like you feel, if you're feeling negatively around your birth, which so many of us are or have or have been there, like there's no, of course it's going to translate into those first days of motherhood. And then, you know, from then on in, because when you're first, you get home and you're still holding this baby, like those first few weeks and everything are so crazy and so emotional. And we just think that there's something wrong with us for being so emotional and for not like just instantly just like getting it straight away, just being so good at this motherhood gig. Um, and we put so much emphasis on being good parents that we forget that that's not our job. It's not our job to be a good parent. It's our job to be a good person. Our kids chose us for who, for, for us. They didn't like... They didn't choose us because we're good parents. They chose us because we're good. We're good people. They don't need to be parented as, as such. They need we. They need for us to be role models. So if you are not looking after yourself, and if you are not um, getting the help that you need, and you are not processing the things that you need to process, you're doing a disservice to yourself and to your child. The best thing that you can do is stop fucking worrying about being a good parent and just worrying about you. Um, I know after having Marley, because um, to be honest, I can't even fucking remember birth after Maddie or like what even happened in that first year. I think it was crazy. It must have been because it's like literally, I can't even remember it anymore. But after giving birth to Marley, 
I left um, birthing him feeling quite ripped off and feeling quite hurt and unsupported and all these different things and feeling like no one was supporting me and I just wanted to scream at people and be like, I'm still trying to process what just happened and yet everyone's just continuing life. But to me, I'm not ready to move on yet because I haven't dealt with this. Um, actually, just that in itself, that's probably where so much frustration and so much um, pain and hurt comes from because you're still here and everyone's already passed it. As soon as the baby's out, everyone else has passed your birth. They don't care about it. They're like, congratulations, the baby's here. Whereas you're still you're still back in the delivery room or your home or wherever it is that you birthed, um, just trying to process what the fuck went on because birth is so different to anything that any of us could ever even gather or imagine. Like trying to explain birth to someone who hasn't experienced it, it's really hard because like what word do you give it? Intense. Like you can't say painful because for some people it's not for some people it's painful for some people it's not for some people it looks like a million different things um so yeah I think we just really oh yeah so after I had Mali I um I felt really pissed off really pissed off at pretty much everyone and um it took me quite a while eventually I got to a point where I was just like you have to get over it you have to get over it I started wanting another baby instantly just so I could re-experience everything and so I could do it all differently (laughs) which by the way is not a good enough reason to have another baby um because they grow up so um but yeah I felt like that because I felt like I was ripped like I got ripped off my postnatal period um and it wasn't until, and then, you know, not that long after my Nana passed away and just all this stuff sort of happened that just kind of like put me in a space where I realized that I really needed some healing and I really needed to understand what was going on and understand, um, yeah, all my feelings. And so I went and seeked help. I went and found a really amazing counselor and she helped me really quite quickly overcome and understand those feelings and gave me, um, just basically validated what I was feeling more than anything. Cause a lot of us really, we just need validation that what we're feeling is normal to feel, you know, because we, the instant that we feel anything other than happy and all right, we think that there's something wrong with us. And we, you know, start tell, you know, we, we, we think that we've got all these different issues and all these different things and we're so wrong, we're such a bad mum and then it just ends up in this giant spiral when really if we just accept those feelings where they are as they are and validate them and allow them to be there, it doesn't matter about what the story is. The story isn't important. It's the feeling that's important. Um, and, yeah, so I went and seeked help. And it was amazing. And I absolutely recommend it. If you are sitting here, if you're listening to this, either on the live or you're listening to the podcast right now, and you are sitting there going, I still feel pissed off, or I still feel upset, or I still have negative feelings around my birth, please go and get help. Whether it is someone, um, oh shit, my phone's probably going to die soon. Um, whether it is a professional or whether it is a close friend or someone um, 
like you deserve that. You deserve to feel good. You deserve it. And just because your birth to someone else may seem perfectly fine and the birth that they wish they had doesn't take away from the fact that it was traumatic for you. Um, so as, you know, as friends and as family and as support and as people, like we really need to just hold that space for each other and allow people to feel those feelings. I think it's so important. Um, so yeah, that's how I feel about that. Um, does anyone have any questions or things that they want to throw in or add to that? Feel free. Um, I'm just trying to go through all the other things that I wrote. Um, yeah. Oh, here we go. I think it's such an important thing for first time mothers and mothers about to give birth to know birth can sometimes be a hard thing to process and you may actually need help to process it. Yes. Yes. We really, (laughs) I feel like the world underestimates just how hectic birth is and the fucking importance of it. Like this is the other thing I wanted to discuss. Um, preparing for birth and just, (laughs) if you decide on New Year's day, you know, you just got pissed as fuck the night before and you're literally like, you're basically paraplegic and you've like sitting there at like the closest cafe with all your dirty food and your sunglasses on, just like reconsidering your entire life. And you sit there and go this year, I'm going to eat better and I'm going to, you know, stop calling, you know, um, someone said I didn't have a traumatic birth but fuck I wasn't prepared to tear my gooch open yeah that's valid that fucking hurts mate um I didn't so but I think I've just gotten a very stretchy vagina which is not a brag by the way um but yeah fuck yeah that's valid if you fucking tear from end up with butt vagina or whatever it is you deserve to feel fucking traumatized. Um, but yeah, anyway, so you're sitting there with your sunglasses on, feeling like balls, and you go, I'm going to run a marathon this year. Um, and like, fuck that, I'm never going to do that. Sounds awful. But for anyone who does think that, they're like, yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run a whole marathon this year. You're going to fucking train. You're not going to just like the next day, like 2nd of January, being like, fuck yeah, bitches, I'm running 10Ks today. Or no, what's a marathon? 30Ks. I'm going to run 30 kilometers today. Um, Let's do it. No, because you will fucking die. You will actually die. So you need to prepare. You need to train. You need to be running every day. You need to be like eating the right things and doing all this kind of shit to prepare you for this marathon. Because, you know, a marathon's a fucking big deal. Um, And you will take that shit really seriously because otherwise, on the day, you will fucking die or make a fool of yourself, whatever it is. Um, And, by the way, you can do all of that training, get to the marathon, and still fall over something and break your fucking ankle. You know, just like birth, you know, you're about to have a human come out of you you're going to spend nine months making it and then at some point it's going to have to fucking come out it doesn't live there forever um thank fuck so and yet we don't have that same mentality we'll run you know if we run if we run 30 kilometers we spend like a fucking year training for it yet we have a human come out of us and we're just like 
Well, all I know is at the end, a baby's got to come out. Or, you know, a lot of us do seek help or we do, you know, try and prepare for it. We, like, you know, shelve fucking, like, rosehip tablets or whatever it is and we, like, drink raspberry leaf tea and, like, run upstairs or, you know, do yoga or whatever it is or, like, mentally try and, like, we hypnobirth and imagine the perfect birth. Um, What's your issue? Sorry. Bring baby to work day. Um, and then we get to the actual event and we're not prepared for the things that could fucking happen. Okay. Like in a marathon, there are things that could happen. I probably need to stop using the marathon analogy because it's a bit fucking different to birthing a human. Um, but (laughs) we're not prepared for things. We're not, we're not surrendering to the entire experience and prepared for what could happen. We're not prepared for the fact that, you know, we could be cut open We're not prepared for the fact that, like, maybe your cervix doesn't fucking fit a baby out of it, you know? We're not prepared for all of these things. We're not not educated or prepared enough for birth. We do not treat it seriously enough, um, considering it's literally a complete life and death situation. Um, And that's definitely something that I've learned along this journey in listening to the listening to different podcasts and (laughs) listening, sorry, I was there, um, interviewing different people was that regardless of the outcome of the birth, I think a lot of the time the people, and it's not, it's not about preparing for your perfect birth. There's different things. So there are people who prepared for a particular birth, right? They prepared for, they prepared for nine months for a particular outcome. And then there are people who prepared for anything, and I think that is one of the biggest things that, in my opinion, after listening to all the stories that I've listened to and, you know, even you guys messaging me and telling me your stories, is that that seems to be the biggest factor is what you're preparing for. Are you preparing to have this perfect, natural, um, vaginal birth where you just like, you know, meditate and, you know, meditate that you're riding a fucking dolphin through the ocean and shit. And then all of a sudden, like the dolphin just like comes out and it's your baby and your baby's there and you bring it up to you or whatever. Um, or are you preparing yourself for the reality of birth? Are you preparing yourself for the fact that no matter what happens, it's perfect. It's your perfect birth. That's what's happening. And regardless of how it happens, When I say perfect, you can still be fucking pissed off at it. You can be pissed off as shit that your baby came seven weeks early and you had to spend, you know, two months in NICU. Or you could be pissed off as fuck that your baby came out and something was wrong, you know? Like, um, someone said, I felt prepared because I knew exactly what was going to happen, but it still rocked my world. I don't know how I could have prepared anymore. Um... Yeah, and this is what I love about this discussion because, like, you know, I'm only saying what I know. Um, I know, like, in Sheridan's episode, she was talking about how she really had to surrender. And I think that's, like, the biggest thing for a lot of us. Anyone that I've spoken to, (laughs) someone said, but not many people are prepared for the midwife to give you a pill up the butt. I wasn't. Um, yeah, neither. I was also not prepared for a little fingy to go up my butthole. Um, no one's prepared to be fingered by a fucking midwife, um, up your ass. Um, 
surrender. Surrender, I think, is the biggest word that a lot of us really come back to when it comes to birth. Surrendering to the experience, surrendering to the outcome, surrender. Because at the end of the day, we can only control a really small amount of things. Um, yeah, so I, someone said, I had so many people ask if I was going to have a natural birth or a C-section. Um, like, I don't fucking know. He's going to come out one way or the other. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, and that's exactly right. I, th- um, I think we have to maybe not hold um, so much. We need to get rid of the story. We need to get rid of the story of what a birth is supposed to look like because there is no way that a birth is supposed to look like. It can, a birth doesn't even mean a baby coming out at the end. You know, a birth, birth doesn't even look like a baby coming out of a human sometimes. Birth looks like um, rounds and rounds of IVF and surrogacy and um, adoption and all these different things, like a baby doesn't have to come out of a person for it to be birth. Of course you can get fucking technical on that shit, but fuck off. Because at the end of the day, as I spoke about before, it's not just about the birth of the kid. It's about the birth of the mother. It's about the birth of a father. And, you know, there's lots of different ways that a human can come into your life. And there's just so many variables. So you just have to be fucking... Prepared for the fact that you cannot really prepare for it. There we go. Be prepared to not be prepared. That should be a fucking Disney song. I'm wondering where my movie is. Be prepared to not be prepared because doesn't matter what you do, it could just happen however the fuck it's going to happen. You don't really have that much control over it. Of course, you can control certain things and you control how you respond and you can control... You control can control the things that, um, I, yeah, you can control how you respond. That's pretty much it. Everything else is out of your control. The kid's going to come how they're going to come. Um, so, yeah, anyway, that's that. You can't <laughs> prepare to not be prepared. Be not prepared to be prepared. Um, my phone is actually going to die soon because as you all know, I'm not a fucking organized person. So I definitely did not charge my phone before this. Good on me. Are there any questions or anything that anyone wants to add? I'm just like trying to look through my list of things because I have been constantly thinking about this series constantly. So I wrote a list of things so I wouldn't forget because I go off in tangents all the time. Um, if like, obviously you're aware of that. Um, but yeah, I think one of the biggest things about this season and the reason that I wanted to do it and why I created this podcast in the first place is, and by the way, all the people on Instagram live, sorry if I disappear, it's because my phone died. So, so it's about that, um, is because I think through, through talking to each other and discussing and having these beautiful discussions like we're having now and hearing different people's stories we can become more compassionate and become more understanding. You know, there's so much disconnect throughout the community these days. And like a lot of people say that they give birth and they feel like they don't have their tribe or they don't have anyone, um, anyone around them. And that's, and because being a mum can be really isolating, so isolating. Um, and so 
I think by just, you know, by talking and by telling each other and by telling people your story and asking them for theirs, um, we can create so we can become more compassionate people. Of course we can, because if you're stuck in your own fucking world, you only know what you know. Get outside of yourself. Start having conversations. Start asking people um, so that we can become more compassionate and we can be better soundboards for people, um, for our friends, for our family, for people that we've just met. Because the more that we know, the better that we can understand. And as I said, the better soundboard that will be for someone. And because we can be more understanding. Um, So, yes, talking talking to each other, being real, be authentic, be yourself, be where you are at that moment. Um, and, and, and really acknowledge people's feelings for where they are at that time. It may not align with you. That's fine because it's not you. That's them. That's their feelings. So of course it doesn't have to align with you. The world doesn't revolve around you. There are other people in this world. Um, sorry, that sounds so bitchy, but it's true. It's pretty much what my mum said to me every single day of my life growing up because I was obsessed with myself. So that's my little bit of advice from my mum to everyone. Um, yes. So keeping authentic and, and try and understand what that authenticity looks like to you because it's a journey. You don't just wake up one day and you're like, this is who I am. Um, and that's the beautiful thing about motherhood. Um, is that, as I said, these kids are such a mirror and they teach us so much. I'm so, I look back at the person that I was before kids and I'm like, what a fucking douchebag. I was the worst. I mean, I was as good as I could be with the knowledge that I had, but now I'm constantly being taught every single day. I'm being like bloody, um, yeah, just learning constantly because my kids force me to. They are forcing me to become a better version of myself because they're not here just for a piece of shit of a mum. They're here for like the best mum ever and to have an amazing role model. Um, and so just be really, be really kind with yourself when you become a mother or you become pregnant, whatever it is, whatever part of your journey that you're at, be really kind to yourself. And realize that it is a journey. You're not here. You haven't reached the destination. Unless you're like literally listening to this from the fucking afterlife, then you haven't reached it yet. Okay. You're still on your journey. So just like sit down and just be kind to yourself and recognize that that's where you are right now. And it's fine. Tomorrow's a different day. Tomorrow you're going to learn more. Who knows what's coming around the corner? Because, yeah, don't know where that because came from. Um, so yeah. Anyway, thank you guys so much for um, being a part of this journey with me. I really, um, I love having this platform to be able to share people's stories. Um, actually, Sarah, the beautiful, our beautiful Sarah, who did um, the shared her absolutely like insane, heartbreaking, beautiful story um, with us, um, about her, about her stillbirth and 
about so many other things. She's just said here, thank, thank you so much for, you gave me a platform to talk about birth and stillbirth and the sensitive things many are too uncomfortable with to discuss. So that warms my fucking heart because that's what this whole podcast is about, is to basically give people a platform and a space where we can talk about the things that maybe we're too scared to talk to talk about um, everywhere else. So thank you guys so, so much for being here. Um, so next season it is, we're doing the season of Women Who Inspire Me. There's a lot. And... Um, oh, there we go. My phone just died. So for everyone listening at home right now, um, my phone's dead. But the next season is, yeah, women who inspire me. I'm inspired by many women and there's pretty much only, um, obviously I can't get like probably Amy Schumer and shit on guys because I'm not fucking famous. Um, but there are going to be some incredible guests Really, really amazing guests. Some people who I can't even believe that I've even managed to get them on. I don't know whose dick I've had to suck to do that. But anyway, details. Um, So I can't wait for the next season. It's going to be starting um, in the new year, probably the second week of January. I will um, give you more details when I know them. Sorry, Molly, just pushing my hair, pulling my hair out. Um, and yeah, I can't, if there, um, if there's anyone specific that you would love to try, love for me to try and get on, um, please email me, slide into my DMs or I don't know, send me a bird, whatever it is, whatever works for you. And I will do everything in my power to get them on. Um, and yeah, make sure that you... I don't get paid for this. This is like all out of the love of my of my heart and I just love doing what I do. But for this to continue being free content, I really would appreciate it if you guys would um, rate and review and subscribe to my podcast because it really helps me out a lot. So if... Um, you love what I do and you love this podcast. Yeah, it would mean the world to me. If you could share it with your friends and share it with people who, you know, might need a girlfriend in their life. Um, and that's me, but via the podcast airwaves. So yes, Molly's about to lose his shit. So I think this is a great time to say Merry fucking Christmas. Enjoy time with your family and your friends and your cocktails and especially your cocktails. I cannot wait to have a really beautiful relationship with a cocktail every single morning of my holiday. I cannot wait. Um, enjoy. I love you all. Thank you so much for your support. See you next year. Please Ask Mickey is a Hit Network original podcast produced at Hit 105 Studios in Brisbane. Created, hosted and produced by Michaela Burnett. Check out pleaseaskmickey.com. Editorial support from Julia Foskey, executive producers Scott McDonald and Matthew Eggleston. For more great audio stories, check out hit.com.au.